Hello, welcome to a special edition of Crop Life Retail Week. I'm Eric Svilagoy, editor of Crop Life and Crop Life Iron Magazines, here with Laura Sawinski. Laura, welcome to the program. Thank you. Yeah, so both you and I are in beautiful Orlando, Florida, for the annual Commodity Classic show. Okay. I in the press room, you can tell by my backdrop, which is, uh, well, it, it's functional. And Laura's finally out of the broom which we're very, very grateful for, although she's still blurring her background. Although, based on your hotel, I was over there the other day uh, attending an event. It's, it's a pretty nice hotel. You should probably show everybody what's behind you. I'm sure it's, you know, lots of gold, gold leaf and, you know, pearls <laughs> and stuff like that. So Cherubs with, you know, name yeah. tags on and <laughs> riding yeah. tractors. Yeah. Yeah, it's the old the old ocean liner decor. I like it. Yeah, very nice. Very nice. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, anyhow, as I said, we are at the Commodity Classic, and of course, there's lots of people to see, lots to do, and, uh, you know, a couple of uh, just, we'll have some video on next week's video of things going on here, because again, as we're recording this, uh, Secretary Beck, Tom Vilsack, has not spoken yet, but he will later today, so we'll have some video of what he had to say regarding what's going on in the world of agriculture and how it impacts everyone that watches our video. Um, but I did wanted to share a few new product release information uh, that I got with uh, talking with folks uh, over the last day and day and a half. Um, our friends at Syngenta are launching a new herbicide. It's called Storon, S-T-O-R-E-N. I'm told it's a Norwegian word, although I just at, at the moment I'm drawing a blank what it means. But uh, this is a new uh, a new uh herbicide and it is not one not two not three not but four different active ingredients combining together with a safener so according to the company it will control either completely or partially 74 different weed species including foxtail water hemp ragweed and of course palmer amaranth so um the company is hoping to get the registration for that here um probably by the fall of this year and it looks like we'll be able to get, uh, you know, into the marketplace for the 2024 spring season. So that's the hope from Syngenta there. Right. And then our friends at Helena have introduced something for this year. It's a water management tool they're calling Res ResGenX. Um, and actually, it's to help uh, growers with their tank mixes to well. uh, stretch the water quality and, you know, improve their sustainability ag practices. So... Those were two some interesting things that I saw, and then I know in you and I have something to share as well. But uh, yeah, who did you talk to that was kind of interesting? Yeah, I um, first time first timer at Commodity, so um, I was there right when they opened the doors for the media preview at eight a.m. on Thursday, and got to um, kind of do that first five mile jog up and down the aisles. <laughs> before the show opened up, but um, actually just want to give a, a little bit of a shout out to a couple folks that not only did I finally get to meet in person and spend some time with, but um, a couple folks gave me some nice demos and product overviews as well. Um, I did get to stop by at Helena as well and um, talk briefly with uh, Stacy Swain. I stopped by Nutrien and had a nice um, talk about supply chain and um, Lots of good stuff that, you know, for me, that's music to my ears when we're talking about demand planning and procurement and stuff. So 
um, definitely will be able to use some good comments there. Um, you and I, uh, I think we both um, spoke with Hunter and Craig at Phospholutions and some exciting news there. Um, stay tuned for something. Um, uh, well, a couple big, big items. So I'm just going to tease that up and not dive into it too much for the sake of time. But wanted to also thank um, Julia and Kelly over at Bushel for giving me a nice overview of their farm man management um, system, uh, the software that they have, really some great stuff and enjoyed um, meeting them in person as well. Uh, USDA, I love USDA. They had a beautiful setup, of course, and Brenda and a couple um, gals that I met over there spent a lot of time with me and uh, got some good contacts, some fresh ones. So when we need to um, check in with USDA folks, we have the latest and greatest, um, you know, the red phone, the hotline when <laughs> when Laura and Eric need to call. And um, I did also uh, stop by and spoke with Emily and a couple of the ladies over there at Beav Crop and um, got a good demo there. And last but not least for um, a really a, an exciting, exciting talk, NASA had a, a fantastic presence at Commodity uh, this year. And uh, Dr. Karen St. Germain, um, wow, just blows my mind what NASA is doing in the ag space. I had no idea. And I spent a lot of time with her, um, fantastic, conversation. It was just so exciting. And um, I, I think we'll, again, kind of teasing up some stuff, but we'll, we'll definitely be working with them, talking with them uh, more frequently in the in the future. So I just had a, a great day. So <laughs> and, yeah, and actually, you know, my myself, I know that the NASA thing was probably the most surprising thing. I mean, I've been coming to ag <laughs> events for you know, better part of almost 25 years. And I'd never seen NASA here, but when they were, you know, they were talking about their capabilities when it revolves around, you know, satellite and helping farmers with weather modeling and scouting their fields. And then oh, at the back of their booth, I don't even know, but there was a bunch of seats where people could actually watch a map of the world with satellite imagery, you know, and, and, you know, you could kind of track where the satellites were at that given time you were sitting down and looking at the, at the world map. It was, it was very impressive. I did get a nice picture of it. We'll share with that, share that with you, our viewers next week. So. Yeah. Yeah. Just, um, very quickly. Um, so Dr. Karen St. Germain, um, Karen man mentioned to me that NASA, you know, of course has as much sa satellite capabilities as one would imagine where they need a little more understanding is what happens on the ground and that's where you know this working with the ag space is really 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 going to be able to um give nasa you know that com more complete picture which in turn um, will benefit the ag space so super exciting yeah i i was so glad that i got to talk to them so yeah so very very yeah very very good so yeah so one other thing also to share is yesterday morning i know being from ohio our friends at the ohio corn and wheat uh association always have the breakfast they call it the buckeye breakfast and since i'm from ohio i get invited to that and uh, and again a lot of the information that they shared was for you know their members but one thing they did talk about something that we've been following is the whole uh, dispute with mexico regarding biotech corn 
And as you and I have been talking, that you know, lots of back and forth between the U.S. and Mexico regarding will it be accepted, will it not be accepted, when might be banned, et cetera, et cetera. So but the one thing that the, uh, the Ohio Corn and Wheat folks mentioned that I was unaware of is I guess with the new trade agreement between U.S., Canada, and Mexico, there's actually a clause in there that says that all decisions regarding product importation and exportation regarding agriculture should be science-based. And they were actually encouraging their members at that meeting to go to their website and basically fill out a petition uh, to, you know, to implore the U.S. government to actually invoke this clause uh-huh. in the trade agreement saying, look, this what you're doing goes against what this agreement is for. So we'll yeah. put the uh, link here up on the screen for the viewers who may want to check that out for themselves and maybe also chime in. Um, but also then later in the day, I found out talking to other folks regarding this whole situation. Apparently, Canada is considering invoking that clause. So uh-huh. the U.S. and Canada may both be teaming up to say, hey, Mexico, you know, we don't agree with your decision making on biotech corn. Please reconsider. So um, it, it'll be interesting seeing what transpires from here. So. Yeah, indeed. Yeah, I think, um, you know, I know we talked about it recently. Um, I think it's just a matter of time that this will get sorted out prop- properly. And as you mentioned, I mean, that's a tenet of the um you know, I, I call it NAFTA 2.0, but, you know, you're right, USMCA. Um, yeah, so, but but that's good, yeah, and I'm glad we're sharing that link. Good stuff. Yeah, yeah so, okay. Well, in the interest of time, because I know you and I both have fairly busy schedules and we're down here, um, we'll jump right into your favorite segment. Time for Fun with Numbers. All righty. All right. So as, as you might suspect, given that this is Commodity Classic Week, the fun with numbers has to do with Commodity Classic. So your number this week is 28%. Okay. <laughs> so is 28%, is that A, the projected increase in the number of exhibitors at this year's Commodity Classic? Uh-huh. Is it B, the projected increase in the number of equipment exhibitors at the commodity classic is it c the projected increase in pre-registrations of attendees for commodity classic or is it the the approximate amount of sleep laura sawinski has gotten on her florida swing this week <laughs> well this time it really is d <laughs> <laughs> Actually, it's probably less based on what you were telling me the other day. <laughs> I think well, you said something, what, five hours and four days of sleep or, or yeah, four days of trips? So. All worth it. Um, I think I I absolutely know this one. Um, I believe it is C. You are absolutely correct. Yes, we got a press release from the folks here saying that compared with the New Orleans show in 2022, the pre-registration was up. 28% for this year. That's great. That's great. Yeah. Good no. job, ma'am. Good job. Yeah, thank you. You can send balloons and candy to this P.O. box. <laughs> Are we going to share that as well? <laughs> we, we could certainly we could certainly try that. So, All right. Well, for our viewers, like I said, uh, thanks for joining us this week. Next week, we promise some video and pictures from the event that Laura and I will be able to share with you. 
Thanks for joining us. I'm Eric Soligoy. On behalf of myself and Laura Sawinski, we'll see you again soon. If you have questions or comments about today's episode of Retail Week, contact us by email or Twitter or type your message in the comment section below. Your feedback is important to us. We will try our best to address your thoughts in next week's episode and be sure to subscribe to our YouTube channel.